Hello, and welcome to the James Sheets Podcast. This podcast features the sermons and preaching messages of James Sheets, who pastored throughout West Virginia for many years. If you like what you hear, please subscribe and leave a five-star review and share a memory of James with us. Let's listen as Pastor James Sheets begins his message. Chapter 2. Tonight we're going to be speaking on the Prince of Peace. Also, this is going back to Isaiah 9-6 that we used, I think, maybe last week. Now when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, there came wise men from the east to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he that is born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east, and are come to worship him. When Herod the king had heard these things, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. And when he had gathered all the chief priests and scribes of the people together, he demanded of them where Christ should be born. And they said unto him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it is written by the prophet, And thou, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, art not the least among the princes of Judah, for out of thee shall come a governor, he shall rule my people Israel. That Herod, when he had privately called the wise men, inquired of them diligently what time the star appeared. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search diligently for the young child, and when ye have found him, bring me word again, that I may come and worship him also. When they had heard the king, they departed, and, lo, the star, which they saw in the east, went before them, till it came and stood over where the young child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceeding great joy. When they were coming to the house, they saw the young child with Mary his mother, and fell down, and worshipped him, and when they had opened their treasures, they presented unto him gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh. May the Lord add his blessing to his word. Let us unite in prayer. Our Father, we're thankful for this season of the year that we can share together in the remembrance of your birth, the great event that took place in Bethlehem when a baby was born who is our Savior. We celebrate his birth in this season of the year. We pray, our Father, our activities in our lives would bring honor to his name. For this we pray through Christ, our born Redeemer. Amen. Wise men, tell me, what did you see that made you travel so far? Stranger? I followed the radiant light of a splendid flaming star. Wise men, tell me, what did you hear in that land where you did stray? Stranger, I heard an angel sing that rings in my heart always. Wise men, tell me, what did you find that makes your countenance so bright? Stranger, I found a heavenly king born on that holy night. Wise men, tell me, what do you see? 
We spend a lot of time in our Bible studies trying to determine who the wise men really are, where they came from, what their purpose was, how they knew that the star that they saw had any particular meaning. Some of these things we have fragments of answers to. We're told that they were wise men. We're told that they were kings, that they were magicians, that they were astrologers, that they were somewhere in the East. Secular history will tell us that uh, one of them probably came from Russia, one from maybe China, and perhaps one from perhaps Arabia, and that they somehow met on the road to Jerusalem and then went together. That's all just story that uh, may have some truth to it or may not because we don't really know. The only thing we really know is that they were wise men. But what made them wise men? But I think the more important question is, are we wise men and women, wise boys and girls? I want to say five things this morning about being wise. And I would hope that as I make these points that you would consider what I say against your wisdom. Not your smarts, but your wisdom. Not your intelligence, but your wisdom. And there's a difference. Wise men follow God's guidance is point number one I would like to make. No man is wise who will not follow what God gives him as his guidance. He might be intelligent, but he's not wise if he does not follow God. In the history that we read of the birth of Christ, there are some phenomena that, that appear. For example, at the time of his crucifixion, there was an earthquake. There was the darkening of the sun. And as the worship was going on in the temple in Jerusalem, the veil was split in two from top to bottom. And for the first time, the ordinary man sitting in the uh, sanctuary was able to look behind the veil and see the altar of God. Look, if you will, into the very presence of God. But at his birth, there was some fantastic things happening as well. Out on the hillside, outside Bethlehem, were a group of shepherds doing the thing that they had always done, keeping watch over their flocks, sitting around the campfire, drinking coffee or whatever they drank. I don't suppose they had coffee. Laughing and joking and having a good time when suddenly an event took place that had been planned and prepared from the beginning of time and yet these shepherds didn't know anything was being prepared just for them 
And an angel appeared to them and told them not to be afraid, but announced to them the birth of a baby downtown in the little town of Bethlehem. But suddenly, there was with this angel a choir of angels that sang glory to God in the highest and on earth peace goodwill toward men for the benefit of those and for the benefit of all mankind God gave direction to the Savior Wise men follow the direction given. And the, the shepherds become wise men in that they said to each other, Let us go and see this tremendous event that has taken place. While this was happening, way over somewhere in the Orient, a new star appears in the sky. Again, we could speculate as to what that star means and what it is and whether it still exists. We could go everything from saying that it was the birth of the North Star that some uh, scientists seem to indicate or that it was the coming together of a couple of the planets and made a, a huge uh, star in the sky or it might have been something spatial that God had prepared, but the point is these men recognized that something eventful had happened in the history of the world and God had instructed them to follow the star. Isn't it strange that the star was visible, but only a few men saw it and knew what it meant? God instructs us today. God gives us direction today. But there aren't very many people that read the signs. You talked about the church or the Senate not being full. The reason that it is not full is there are few people who read the signs. For there are few wise men and women in the world today because God has given us the direction for our lives and for our future but most people ignore and snicker at the purpose of the birth of Jesus Christ. This is a time for the world to party. It's to, a time to eat, drink, and be merry. A time to get together and have a great time, supposedly. Last year there was a sign appeared on the hallways in our office asking people to sign up to go to the Christmas party. And a few people asked me if I were going to the Christmas party, and I said no. That I do not perceive as Christmas as a time to party like that party was planned. The sign appeared this year. 
and they pleaded, please sign up for the party. And I was so happy when I saw written in big, bold letters across that sign, party canceled. Why? Because not enough people would sign up. There were a few wise men, I think, this time, who are beginning to recognize that there's something more to Christmas than spirits that come from a bottle. It's time for us to recognize that God has given Christmas to lead men to salvation in the Savior born in the manger. The sign is there. Men just won't be wise enough to read the sign. The wise men follow the star and they come to Judea and then suddenly their wisdom leaves them because they began to say to each other well where are we going to find this baby I tell you what let's do let's go down to the capital in Jerusalem and ask the king King Herod and he'll tell us where the child is to be born they leave following the guidance of God and make an assumption that man is smarter. It is not difficult to find people who want to lead. If you're going to follow a man, be sure that man or woman is following Jesus Christ. Or you will be led down the road that leads to eternal death. God gives the wisdom to follow the Lord Jesus Christ, but man does not want to do that. I'm sure you at times, as well as I, have had experiences when we begin to wonder, has God left us? We don't seem to feel his presence. Has he left us? Here we are fighting battles, tremendous battles, and there seems to be no guidance given to us. Does God care? Here we are in the midst of loneliness, and it looks like we're absolutely alone, even alone from God. You know that Christmas is the loneliest time of the year for many, many people. It really is. And we need to be aware of that. But as we settle down into our loneliness or into our fight with our own battles and start asking ourselves, has God left us? I think we need to come back to the experience of the wise men. No, God didn't leave them. They left him. God does not leave us. We leave him. We no longer think that we ought to follow the guidance of God. We think that we ought to follow the guidance of man. The scripture says the star disappeared. There's one thing for sure. If a person does not want 
to pay any attention to God, God won't force his hand. If a person does not want to believe in Jesus Christ, you can be absolutely sure nobody's going to force the issue. Not even God. If a person wants to go to hell in his own wisdom, he has the perfect right to do so. And he will. You see, man's wisdom is nothing but stupidity. It's God who has the wisdom. The star disappeared. They were floundering, somewhat like Peter. Remember the story when the disciples were out on the sea in a boat. Jesus had stayed on shore and during the midst of a storm when they were trying to keep that boat upright they looked out and saw a figure on the on the waves standing on the water and and John recognized it as Jesus and Peter said Lord if that's you bid me walk to you on the water and Jesus said come on folk we can walk on water man can walk on water I repeat you can walk on water. For there is no difference in your ability and my ability than the ability of Peter. When we have the wisdom to follow the instructions of the Lord. And I say we literally can walk on water, but more importantly, there would be no point in our walking on water. But more importantly, we can do anything when we follow the bidding of the Lord. And that's wisdom. But Peter began to sink in the, right down in the, in the sea. And he had to call out to the Lord to help him. And why was it? Because he quit looking at Christ and started paying attention to the problems that were surrounding him. The waves are about to drown him. And he looked at that and suddenly lost his faith. And he had to call out to the Lord to save him. And the Lord had to reach down and pick him up with a hand and take him out of the sea. Because he had not the wisdom to continue to look at the Lord himself. Wise men, secondly, worship. All men worship. There is no non-religious person in the world. There is none. Every person is a worshiping individual. The question is, what does he worship? The people who say they are atheists only are saying they don't believe in a divine God. They're not saying they don't worship. They worship something. If we are going to spend our time worshiping, ought not it be wise that we worship the highest there is, which is God? The wise men come into the house Here are, get the picture now, here are kings or astrologers or at least wise men, men of some renown from some 
other part of the world who come into a house and there's a baby in the arms of a woman. And what do they do? They get down on their knees in front of that baby. Down on their knees? Men with crowns on their head? Fine clothes on their body? Rings on their finger? And they get down on their knees in front of a baby. Wise men get down on their knees. Stupid men will not bow to the Savior. Wise men get down on their knees. Thirdly, wise men give gifts to the Savior. You know what each of these men did? And we assume there's three because there were three gifts, the gold, the frankincense, and the myrrh. We don't know how many men there were. That's just the number of gifts. There may have been more. There could have only been two as far as that's concerned. We're not told that. They're wise men. What did they give? First of all, they gave some gold. Gold is a symbol of a gift that is worthy of a king. These men recognized Jesus, the baby, in the arms of his mother as a king. Wise men recognized Jesus Christ as the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Wise men recognized that Jesus reigns not by force, but by love. Wise men know that his kingdom is not on earth. Wise men know that his kingdom is in man's heart. Wise men know that he doesn't reign from a throne, but rather that he reigns from the cross. There's one thing about his kingship. Someday, he will be crowned king, and every knee will bow, and every tongue will confess. Did you hear the words? There is a day coming when every knee will bow before the king, before Jesus, before the baby born in Bethlehem's manger. We'll bow the knee on this earth or we'll bow the knee in submission in heaven before the judgment and the king will say, depart from me. But we'll bow. We'll be on our knees. And the men who have rejected him on earth will be pleading for the, the Savior, the King, who sits on the throne to have mercy. And there will be no mercy available because man in his wisdom said, I will not bow the knee. But man will bow the knee. Every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. But for many millions, it's too late. They became wise too late. A wise man today will bow the knee before the Savior. 
and present him a gift. Whatever it might be, they gave him gold. Secondly, they gave him frankincense. Frankincense is a gift that was given to the priest. It was a perfume that was used in the temple sacrifices. Why did they give him frankincense? Well, it represents his priesthood. You see, in the Jewish faith, the high priest went behind that curtain that I talked about earlier once a year to pray for the people. In the Jewish faith, you can't pray for yourself. You've got to get a priest to pray for you. That is true to this point in that man does not pray to God. Now understand this. Your prayer is not to God. It's got to be to Jesus Christ. He takes your prayer as a high priest to God. Did you hear me? Nobody prays to God. God will not hear except we come through His Son. We must pray. We must be devoted. We must worship Jesus Christ. We cannot worship God without first worshiping His Son. We cannot love God without loving His Son. We cannot get to God without first going through His Son. He is in a position of high priest in going before the Father with the prayers that we offer. Jesus Christ is the only means of access to God, the Father. The only access. Thirdly, they give him myrrh. Myrrh was an embalming fluid. Scientists tell us that uh, no sooner are you born than you begin to die. This was true of the Lord. At his birth, there was preparation for his death. Matthew 20, 28 says, The Son of Man came not to be ministered unto, but to minister, and to give his life a ransom for many. Wise men know that Jesus came not to just give us an opportunity to give gifts to each other at Christmas time, but he came to be the ransom for our sin. Unless somebody pays for my sin and your sin, we go to hell. Jesus paid the ransom. The last thing I want to say is that wise men walk a different road. Herod said to the wise men, when you have found the baby, come and let me know. And I'll come and worship him too. But that wasn't his purpose. His purpose was to kill him. And God appeared to the wise men in a dream and sent them home another way. And so they had already gone a different road. I want to suggest to you that wise men travel a different road. We don't walk the road that the crowds walk. 
we're walking the king's highway we walk in holiness not that we are holy but that we walk with an attitude of reverence we walk toward God we walk today where Jesus walked now my question to you this morning what road are you walking on the road that leads to life or the road that leads to eternal damnation are you wise in your decision are you a wise man a wise woman a wise boy or girl or has the wisdom of this world which is so foolish clouded your thinking clouded your mind and mine we cannot possibly think in terms of walking the road that is different than everybody else walks the crowd is on the broad road Jesus is walking the narrow road which one are you on are you wise so we pray Thank you for listening to today's message. If you like what you hear, hit the subscribe button. You'll receive automatic notifications and downloads when a new message is added to the podcast. Also, please leave a five-star review and take the opportunity to share stories, memories, and appreciation for James Sheets and how God used him to impact your life. If you'd like to know why and how this podcast got started, check out our first episode. Lastly, if you want to donate to help offset the cost of operating this podcast, you'll find a link to our PayPal account in the podcast description and email us at james.com sheets.podcast at gmail.com. Thank you for listening and remember to trust in God for today and for all of your tomorrows.